0: Memphis Wrestling is live. Join us for our next free watch party at Dave & Buster's. Next Saturday, October 7th, watch WWE Fastlane. It's free at Dave & Buster's in Memphis. Sunday, October 8th, the Memphis Wrestling Halloween Spectacular is going to be bigger than ever. Gangrel, Cool, Crazy Steve, and Kevin Thorne. Reserve your seat early or else. Save $5 with the code HALLOWEEN at checkout. Sunday, October 29th, AEW superstar Prince Nana is coming to Memphis Wrestling. Sunday, November 19th, Impact Wrestling stars Josh Alexander and Eric Young are coming to Memphis Wrestling. All tickets are on sale now. Get yours right now at memphiswrestling.tv.
1: wiener arkansas that's right wrestling at the rice festival downtown wiener arkansas for a free event october the 14th at 12 30 the meet and greet starts you can come out and meet the stars of pro wrestling wrestling will start at 1 p.m and go all the way to 3 p.m they have a showcase scramble match special tag team match battle rule and tons of other fun stuff. Come out and see Logan Maverick, C.J. Adams, D.J. Hall, Curtis Dawn, Deadly Dale, Big Phil, K.E. Toomer, Craig Stone, The Scallywags, Fully Gifted Athletes, William Blackwell and Grayson Beckett, Brother Bruce, Draven Morrow, and many more! Stop right there. Just sign. The main event will be main event Bradley against Sleazy E for the Unified Arkansas Wrestling Championship in a street fight! That's right, a street fight! Main event Bradley against Sleazy E with Special Ref Downtown Bruno. That's right, Special Ref Downtown Bruno. That's Wiener, Arkansas. October the 14th. Free wrestling at the Rice Festival. Be there. Card. Subject to change.
2: in the big time oh yeah cup of coffee in the big time arizonabaycoffee.com go to that website and buy a big bag of morning shiznit stspod.club the link of all links oh yeah cup of coffee in the big time Oh yeah STS pod not club It's a wrestling podcast Oh yeah brother
1: Just a quick reminder, subscriber of $5, $7, or $10 at www.patreon.com slash shooting the shiznit without a G. That's right, shooting the shiznit without a G. Eat better, live better. These guys are the best meal prep company in Northeast Arkansas. So get 15% off with our code STSPODCLUB at Bear870.com. That's 15% off. Use our code STSPODCLUB at Bear870.com. Trust Bear for your meal prep needs in Northeast Arkansas. Eat better live better. Better. We can all help prevent suicide. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline provides 24-7 free and confidential support for people in distress and also prevention and crisis resources for you and your loved ones. Call 1-800-273-8255.
0: Shiznit, shooting the shiznit, best little wrestling podcast in the business. Your host BT and always his guests, you never know who he'll have next. Shooting the net, shooting the shiznit, best little wrestling podcast in the business. Shooting the shiznit.
1: All right, we're live from STS Studios in Jonesboro, Arkansas. This is an STSPod.club production, and I got a someone I've known for a pretty long time. I've been a fan of his. I'm just going to tell you, Bruno, I was a big, huge Bruno, Mart Downtown Bruno, how the hell are you? Oh, awesome, man. All the way from Fort Duquesne Boulevard,
3: Baby, it's like (laughs) mama says it bees that way sometimes. Oh my god. I'm looking oh by the way, for the people that are watching this, I want everybody to understand. I don't walk around like this all the time with the downtown shirt. I'm not a mark for myself. But if I'm gonna do a podcast or any type of situation, yeah, I just want to make that clear. I don't want people to think I'm you know (laughs) out there
1: i remember being uh talking to someone one time uh it was one of the indie shows here and i said you know i bet he sleeps with that belt (laughs) and all i could think about is that guy laying in the bed with that belt on and sleeping i'm thinking he's a mark for himself but yeah it's funny man i gotta tell you i've got a couple stories about you And you're going to remember one when I start talking about them. Probably one of them you won't remember. But here's some downtown Bruno stories, believe it or not. Uh, And and me and you talked a little bit last night. We're very very close to the same age, a couple years apart. You're a couple years older than me. Yeah, I'm 31 and you're 33. Yes, yes, sir. That's right. (laughs) But the weird thing was here I was. I was on this side growing up watching wrestling as you was growing up in the business. I mean, I never realized that we were so close to the same age. So when you arrived in Memphis, me and you, you know, I was just two years younger than you. We could have been, you could have been a senior and I'd been the sophomore in high school, but you know, you was doing so much. And part of it to me, I want to ask that, which has probably been asked, but I tell you what I did. I went to the mall of Memphis one time, and I'm only telling this story to show you what, how big of a mark I am. And my friend, Lynn Pearson, shout out to Lynn. We went to the mall of Memphis and we got airbrushed caps. We got our airbrushed caps. that said mama, mama says it bees that way. Sometimes on it. Look here. <laughs> it. Can you see that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
3: It's like mama says it bees that way sometimes. And yep. you
1: I'm gonna see if you remember this. You came to a con with us. The Philly people came down and you joined that con without. I don't even think we contacted. you. We just told you we were gonna be there, and you came and hung out with us. Is that the one that was uh downtown Memphis at the old river river market? Yes, yes, yes.
3: Oh yeah, that's back when I was yeah, yeah. Uh it was it wasn't just me, it was me. And Terry Adonis, if you remember him, yes, it yes, it was, yeah, yeah, it was on a Monday because we had the matches at the Coliseum that night, and they. Now that I was only like, what was that? That was like nineteen eighty three, maybe, or
1: I, no, I, it was a little bit. It was after I got out of high school, so it'd been about eighty six, I think. It might have been uh, while I was still in high school. I think it was when I got out because I started. I was smartened up, quote unquote. I guess in 85. So it kind of be after 85 and you came, you, you were, you and came and was, I mean, you didn't K or anything. You was all the guys that came and hung out with us was just so cool. And so awesome. So, yeah, I remember that. Remember that for a bunch of reasons. Uh, after
3: we got through with the little speeches or whatever, they started to uh, say, well, if you want anything from the bar now, I don't drink now. Until 6:30 p.m. That's my rule, and I don't drink every day. But back then, I, I ain't gonna lie, I had a bit of a drinking problem. And <laughs> here I was at 11 o'clock in the morning, pounding pitchers of beer. Time we got to the Coliseum that night, I was so wasted, I could barely even go to the ring. I remember that very well. But it was like Randy Hale sent me down to do the convention, and. I, I wouldn't even want to get paid for it. So I said, by God, I'm going to get my money's worth. I ate, I drank,
1: me and Terry Donald's both, but I got. <laughs> I didn't even yeah. know Randy sent you down there. We all thought you just came on your own. And then now, Randy later. Randy sent me down there. Yeah. And then uh, you you came with some of my friends. I was not there that time, but it was Jamie Ward, Dennis Carluzzo, Brian Hildebrand, good friends with all those guys and you and y'all all all hung out. And he told me today, he said, ask Bruno about going to Sid's house and the Dober and the uh, pit bull almost got him.
3: Well, I don't remember (laughs) an incident like that because I knew I Sid's pit bull. I think it was a pit bull. It was his dog. It It was a a Sid's dog. But he didn't almost get me because I knew him. His name was Bud. <laughs> I, I was i I used to take Bud when Sid went to wCW he moved to Atlanta for a while. hell, I used to bring Bud down there to it so now the, is it, the story's a little bit skewed because I always got along good with bud yeah, I,
1: but he he didn't know the other people at all, so he didn't know Dennis me, it, it,
3: me and Bud was I don't know if you'd be friends with a dog. you know what I'm saying we were yeah, yeah, right, we right. Me. We knew me so uh uh but yeah. Wow. Brian Hildebrand and Dennis so God
1: bless them both. They're both. That's what I was going to say. What do you remember about Brian was my, Brian and Dennis both were my friends, but, but, uh, I think people, because Brian died so young, I don't think people actually, uh, did you two, were y'all in the same little territory, indie territory? How did that work? There was something there with you two that always connected. I I don't remember.
3: Yeah. I, I knew him for many, many years. Um, uh, he, and Cornette knows us both and he, right, right. was good friends with him. He's good friends with me and vice versa all around. It was just always like a little jealousy thing there. Um, uh, uh, Brian ended up doing well. He ended up going to WCW as a referee and plus Smoky mountain as a referee. Um, and he was a really good, he was small. Me I mean, him were, I was actually a little bit bigger than him. You know, I'm not a real big guy.
1: Um, But uh, he was really talented in the ring, as far as he could work. Oh man, he was. That's something people don't know. He was a hell of a worker. He dressed up just a little. Yeah, he dressed up like the turtle. Did you know he did the the turtle? Yeah. Um, (laughs) But what happened was he he uh, wasn't
3: that good on the mic, and that was you know he was a much better worker than me. I know my limitations, which are very much you know as far as in the ring, but he wasn't very good on the stick. So that's what uh, advanced me a little further. He was very good in the ring, but he still did well. And I'm glad I, well, we're all young managers, me, him, and Heyman. Right. right. We're all all fighting for spots. So it wasn't no animosity. No, I, yeah. You know, it's just business. But yeah, I say, God bless him. I hate that he, that he died so young. I hate that he had to suffer through the, I believe it was stomach cancer
1: it um, was yes
3: it was um, and but i will say this i got his number from someone not long before he died i oh, called wow. him up and and i actually spoke to him and it was you know it was, i mean it was nice to talk to him but i didn't like to hear him you know down like that and uh, but he was a, he was a good Catholic just like me so i i know he's with god <laughs> and i said you know
1: i just hate it uh but, no, there was no animosity whatsoever. No, I didn't there think an... there was, but I just – there was a connection. I couldn't really – I couldn't remember exactly the connection. I lo- Brian's one of those guys that uh, – uh, he got Memphis from me, and, and we traded Memphis tapes, and that was something that we were doing. Did Was you keyed into that? Because I've talked to guys during that time that was really – they didn't know we were all trading these tapes, and we was able to see – I remember Lance Russell going, what? When we told him, you know, that the guys from Philly and the guys from here and the guys from there were all watching Memphis wrestling from tapes. So did, did
3: – Well, yeah, because, you know, there was no cable TV back then or it was just in his – Right. TV. And, um, of course, there was no internet and whatnot. So uh, that's the only way people could watch other uh, parts of the country. What it was, people would buy those magazines and then see, wow, there's wrestling in Florida, there's wrestling in, in New York, there's wrestling in, you know, whatever – really the only national wrestling at that time you could see was at, at when it first started out at WWF at the time, uh, when cable first kicked in, you know, then, then here come world-class and here come, but, but before that, it was just territory and people would read about it. There's wrestling in, wow, there's three different territories in Texas, you know, and whatnot.
1: So. Wow. Well, uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I was. We bought our first VCR and, 85, I think, from, I don't know if you know this company, but I make a joke about it. It's called Finger Hut. Did you ever did oh, you ever I hear I used to f- be
3: a member of, of, yeah, I know Finger Hut.
1: <laughs> <laughs> where you paid a payment every week of uh, $20 uh, for uh, the rest of your life. Um, but but that's where we got our VCR, and I traded tapes like crazy, and it was just a whole different, something that people would say, well, how, how does everyone know? you know who downtown bruno is in this area and everybody does and what it is, is i was listening to another podcast had nothing to do with wrestling and and i i know it's going to surprise people that's not heard me say this but i don't listen to a wrestling podcast because i just don't like my opinion to be affected by other people uh but i was listening to this other podcasts and it talked about you know, Bruno, when people were watching that show, they didn't have, like you said, until there was a VCR, they didn't have another way. But every, say there was 20,000 people, there was 20,000 people watching that show in front of their television at one moment, that one time, and they were all watching you. Uh, you had a large, large audience there, and it, it did I'm not, I'm sure it wasn't the Beatles, but did you get to a place where you just couldn't go anywhere in this area? Yeah, let me tell you something. And I I tell this to any podcast or any interview or
3: anything I do that ask, ask me this. And this is God's honest truth. <clears throat> God's honest truth. And, and let me preface this statement. I'm not saying that I was so great. I'm not saying it's because of me. I'm like Tom Cruise. I'm like The Rock. I'm like... (laughs) I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that Memphis TV show was so powerful and so strong. And I was on that. I was fortunate enough, blessed enough, and lucky enough to be on that. So, yes, it was that way. But not. I want everybody to understand this. Not because of me. It was because of the TV show. But anyway, yes, in in the mid to late 80s, before, you know, all the cable kicked in and there was umpteen wrestlings everybody could watch, here in our home area, the only wrestling that people seen was Memphis wrestling. So let me tell you something. You're right. I couldn't go anywhere. I had to stay right around walls, you know, just places where everybody knew me and I had to – Bruno again, you know, because I, I know. Right, him, right, right, yeah. But, I mean, I've been in situations. Now, this is a true story, too, and I hate that Boss Winters was under the weather. Uh, as the fans don't know, the listeners don't know, Boss Winters, another Memphis wrestling manager, a good friend of mine, was going to join us on this podcast tonight, but he was under the weather, unfortunately. Hope he gets well soon. But anyway, his uh, brother... Used to own a, a place called, uh, called uh, damn it, something tire on Cleveland Street in Memphis. Uh, number one tire on Cleveland Street in Memphis. Uh, you know, me and Boss was good friends, so I became friends with Ricky, his brother. So one day, uh, I had something wrong with my tires. I needed, I needed something done. I can't remember. I don't know if I had to get new tires. he was doing an alignment. I can't remember what it was. But I went over to see Ricky Winters, Boss Winters' brother on Cleveland Street to get the work done on my vehicle. Well, Ricky says, uh, Bruno, I'll be glad to do it, but I got two cars ahead of you. Um, just Um, There's a Burger King right up there. Why don't you just go up there and get something to eat or whatever and pass the time, and by the time you come back, I'll have you fixed up. Okay, that's fine. I went up to that Burger King. I was eating a school bus full of young kids from the inner city there in Memphis. That's kind of like midtown Memphis going towards downtown Memphis. They come in. Oh, my God, that's downtown Bruno. They went effing nuts. I mean, they weren't violent. Well, They weren't violent or anything like that. No, no they, You know what I mean? They were trying to attack me. But it was like the whole restaurant was like they actually had to call the Memphis police just to, like, direct traffic. These kids went effing nuts because
0: I was in there. I'll
3: never forget it. It was like, oh, my God. They would to walk me out through the back door through the. Kitchen area, and and the cops
1: brought me back to the tire place. Oh, that's funny. That's so, funny. That's, that's people that.
3: Yeah, but I'll tell you this too. This is this is no, this is damn near forty years ago. Bear in mind. But another story about that that really gets me. I was at a steakhouse up in Bartlett, Tennessee. I think it was a rise. It might have been Ponderosa, Bonanza, whatever. It's almost forty years ago. So I, but I was in there eating normally in places like that you know you don't get the situation like I was talking about now I got a lot of people walk up to me excuse me I hate to bother you hate you downtown but which was fine I was never a heel to people as long as oh, wow. but I but I maintained like cocky you know what I mean not like get away from me like you know like tojo would do that which was wrong just you don't have to be mean to the people unless they walk up to you and say something mean i was always yeah
1: you want you, your picture with me well i don't blame that. look how good looking i am you know what i mean just yeah them, yeah like. yeah just keeping the gimmick but but not being mean to them yeah
3: right so i'll never forget this man walked up to me and he, he says my daughter would really like to meet you she was like 12 maybe 11 you know uh sitting way across at the other one of the other tables i says well you know." that'd be fine. Bring her out over. Well, she's scared that you'll start yelling at her. I said, I would never do that. I said, I don't do that. Why? why? Hey, all the ones I'm mean to is my opponents. They're trying to take my head off. I'm going to get up, you know, the whole bit. Right, right. Never, ever, ever, ever exposed the business. Don't get me wrong. But I was friendly. Anyway, that little girl came over. She was so scared. And, you know, I was real nice to her and everything. And her dad had a Polaroid camera. He went out in his car and got it.
1: Remember, there was no cell phones back then. Or nothing. Right, right. Yeah, this <laughs> yeah. is way, Polaroid is what they what everyone took a Polaroid of. Right. And when I took my picture with that little girl, she was, it's so nice
3: to meet you, Mr. Bruno. She started
1: crying. Oh, my goodness. And i never
3: forget. I mean, she's probably 50 or whatever years old now. You know what I mean? But I just, I can't, I'll never forget it. That goes to show the power we had. Now, what if I'd have been a jerk to her or whatever? not only would it, that would have been the wrong thing to do. I don't think it would have helped business. Like, well,
1: I want to go down to the Coliseum and watch, Bruno hope he gets his butt whipped. No, it would have been like, I don't ever want to watch that again. Right. That's I wouldn't I, watch it. I wouldn't want to be a, I got, it was me, Dutch Mantel and Brian Lee riding to uh wrestling here in Jonesboro one night. And we got out of the car and Brian Lee started yelling at a bunch of kids and Dutch said, let's go, let's go. And we went inside and as we went in, Dutch said, give me one moment. He said, I want y'all both to listen to this. And I was like, okay, I didn't say nothing to anyone, man. He chewed Brian Lee's ass up and down. He said, don't ever yell and scream at kids like that. Uh, they're going to run and tell their parents and you ain't never going to have them people here again. So don't ever, I mean, he was giving him hell about it. So it's, it's kind of when I did manage. Uh And I was, you know, people in Dyesburg was where we were noticed and everyone knew who we were. Uh, I would always, you know, I would always be nice to people, but I'm kind of like you. I never was like, you know, I'm a, not going to smarten up anybody, but uh, but I wasn't going to be mean to them. I just could. I, I think it's part of my personality. I just couldn't do that.
3: Yeah, that's me too. Now, if somebody talked up to me and said, oh, that's all a bunch of whatever. Right, you know, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not going to curse them out or nothing. If somebody starts cursing me, Bruno, you're in no good, blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, a normal person, why would I do
1: that? I want to stop the episode right here and talk about one of our new sponsors, Bear, B.A.R.E. period. That's right. Their tagline is eat better, live better. And I'm speaking from experience here. That's right. The better things you put in your body, the better you feel. These guys are the best meal prep company in Northeast Arkansas because, well, (laughs) they prep all my meals and they don't put any of those artificial flavorings or seasonings in their food. It's just the bare ingredients. You see what I did there? Here's how it works. You choose the meals you want in your desired pickup location from their easy-to-use website. Your meals are ready Monday morning and available for pickup based on the hours of the location. They have seven locations right here in Jonesboro, two in Paragol, and one in Brooklyn. Go to bear870.com and place your order today. So here's what I want you to do. Get 15% off with our code STS Club at bear870.com. That's 15% off and use our code STSPODCLUB. Trust Bear for your meal prep needs in Northeast Arkansas. Eat better, live better, Bear.
2: Big time. Oh, yeah. Cup of coffee in the big time. ArizonaBayCoffee.com Go to that website and buy a big bag of morning shiznit. TSPod.club the link of all links. Oh, yeah. Cup of coffee in the big time. Oh, yeah! STS Pod. Club. It's a wrestling podcast. Oh, yeah, brother. Are you
1: enjoying the episode? Well, Cash App Us. That's right. Dollar sign BTSTS. You don't have Cash App? Download it and get five dollars. That's right, five dollars. That's dollar sign B T S T S. Dollar sign B T S T S. Hey, use our Uber Eats code Eats dash 24790 T two four seven That's Eats dash Brian T two four seven nine. Zero UE. Use that code and get $20 off a $25 order.
2: Mysterious Production.
3: Ooh. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Spunklube. Lube. Spunk Lube is the perfect blend of water and silicone. It is an all-purpose personal
0: lubricant that can be used for any occasion. You will love the natural feeling and look of it. It is safe for sensitive skin. Go to spunklube.com and tell them Shoot My the shiznit's sink. Saturday
2: night, and it's going down me and her being at for a couple of rounds. with these got dry.
1: Are you ready, Wiener, Arkansas? That's right, wrestling at the Rice Festival, downtown Wiener, Arkansas, for a free event October the 14th. At 1230, the meet and greet starts. You can come out and meet the stars of pro wrestling. Wrestling will start at 1 p.m. and go all the way to 3 p.m. They have a showcase scramble match, special tag team match, battle rule and tons of other fun stuff come out and see logan maverick cj adams dj hall curtis dawn deadly Dale, big phil k tumor craigstone the scallywags fully gifted athletes william blackwell and grayson beckett brother bruce Draven Morrow, and many more. Stop right there. Just sign. The main event will be main event Bradley against Sleazy E. For the Unified Arkansas Wrestling Championship in a street fight. That's right, a street fight. Main event Bradley against Sleazy E with special ref. Downtown Bruno, that's Rice right, Special Ref, Downtown Bruno, that's Wiener, Arkansas, October the 14th, Free wrestling at the Rice Festival, be there, cart, subject to change. that time of year again for pumpkin spice and maple flavored candy corn it's rocktober that's right every october your friend and mine lance levine takes over the sts pod feed to give you all episodes Of the record store. That's right, this year it is I Wanna Rock. That's right, I Wanna Rock Tober. Lance will be reviewing hairbands and let us know if the albums did they hold up. Lance then will be joined by me, BT, at the end of the month for a cool kids countdown of our favorite albums of all time. Join us for I Wanna Rock Tober!
3: So um, – but, yeah, like, you know, Tojo was a very good friend of mine. But he, he had – I didn't understand his meanness to people. You know, he was just he, – he was very mean to fans when they would approach him or whatever. And it was just – I didn't like that. I don't think that was protecting the business. I think that was hurting the business. You know, it's just uh, – you know, I mean, even back then, people had their suspicions about, let's just say – the entertainment aspect of our business. I, I, right, I, right, right. Yeah. But we don't wise them up to whatever there is to be wised up to. It's not the point. What I've always said is, okay, like, for example, I don't know if you watch this show, but probably my favorite show on TV is Chicago PD. Currently, I watch it. Regular basis. And and there's a, the, the main characters, Sergeant Voigt, who's like a, rogue cop that, you know, will do what he can to get a confession out of the bad guy or, you know, whatever. Okay. Right, right. And I, I get, like, really into it. I know that they're actors. I know the guy that he put the gun down his mouth and said, you better give me a name right now or you're not going to see tomorrow whatever. But I, I don't want to know. I don't want to see the outtake where him and the guy that he just hit with a pistol or shaking hands or eating lunch together. You know
1: what I'm saying? Does that make sense? <laughs> it does, and it was... It, it, my dad told a story where he got on a ferry. I know you remember they had, I don't know if you remember yeah. in Dysburg, one time they had a ferry. You had to get on the yeah, ferry. To, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and dad got on that uh, after he went to wrestling and uh, all the guys were on a ferry together. They weren't, they weren't, they were, Tojo was with J- uh, Jarrett and they were feuding and, and blah, blah, blah. And my dad just quit watching it. He said, Oh, it's a, it's a bunch of Me when I, I the first show I went to was in Blava, Arkansas I was in front row and I Bruno, I'm not saying I was smartened up but I knew there was something going on I, I you know I never I never thought you know every once in a while and here's something I, I know you've heard this before uh, it got real. Those guys really mad at each other every once in a while I'd come home and I'd be dr- riding home with my mom and say those guys really fight and and you do stuff like that but uh you know the thing about it is smartening up the business it messed up a lot of people they just quit watching me i I started getting you know, the k sheets. I started learning. Well, right. how do they do this? Let's let you know, let's talk about the psychology. How do you come in and out? And what's that? What do they call that? And and I would just I become a fan, and then I just become a super fan. I mean, it was just boom. I, I want to know everything about the business. And you know, they right. I took photographs, I was able to. To manage for five years, I was able to and do this podcast, do a, a newsletter for a while, or a news site for a while, and a newsletter also. But it, I just did it with almost my fandom of the of the business. But it made well, me more. It reminds me. I want to show you something. It's
3: right. Oh, okay. Behind, right here behind me on my wall. It's been out here. See if you remember that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, if you're listening to the audio, uh, he has the, uh, wrestler ride online. Uh, he was put in the hall of fame on wrestler ride online and it wrestler ride online was a Memphis based, a cafe. website in memphis where i i kind of i kind of copied the way Meltzer did it. i did it with stars and all that and, and 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 some of the people didn't even know what the word kayfabe was which was hilarious but uh I, that's there's some that's two other stories i want to tell you and you can tell me if this is something you did on a regular basis i was uh, go back to the mall of memphis i'm walking through the mall of memphis and we walk me and i don't do you know doug mckay jd mckay Yeah, nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Southeast or East Central Mississippi. Yeah. We walk into the bookstore, me and him, and you are sitting in the floor with a book and you're against the wall. So no one sees you, but we both looked at you and said, that's downtown Bruno. (laughs) What is he doing? And was that something that you did to just kill your time? Because you 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 moved here, you're here, but you have to wait till when you get on get on the road for the next show. Was that one of those things where you, instead of, instead, I got nothing against it because people did it for years, sitting in a bookstore, instead of buying a book, you was just going to read it and and then go home kind of thing. Well, let me tell, let that, me tell you what
3: it was. Okay. You know, I,
1: lived, I lived in Walls, Mississippi, where I still live now, where I'm actually
3: talking to you from right now. Okay. But we would do Memphis TV Saturday morning. And then we would leave approximately 3 p.m. to go to Nashville, which was every, well, three Saturdays out of the month was Nashville. So, and I I would always travel with whoever, you know, I lived here, but some of the other guys, you know, didn't live here. Excuse me. So basically like, Tony Falk who I travel with a lot. Uh Phil Hickerson who I travel with a lot, whatever. That's okay, we're gonna leave at three. Well, they gave us a late checkout at our hotel. We're gonna go back to our hotel room and lay down or whatever. Or
1: go eat or whatever they're gonna do. I was gonna say go work out, but not Tony Falk Phil <laughs> Hickerson, not. and not but, downtown Bruno neither. So don't yeah. don't even start saying don't even try to tell people that downtown Bruno. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So what it was, and I, I would imagine
1: <laughs> It was
3: probably a Saturday when y'all see me. I imagine what probably happened was, we would take turns who was going to drive or whatever. I would imagine that I left my car at Channel 5. Whoever I was traveling with that day dropped me off at the Model Memphis just so, it was, so I could just... You had a nice food court there. They had plenty of stuff Yeah, to do. they did. It was, a,
1: it was a hell of a mall. It was where yeah. we went all the time when we went to Memphis, yeah.
3: Yeah, so I'm assuming, I mean, I don't remember, but I mean, I'm assuming that's probably what happened. I said, okay, we'll drop you out there. We're going to go back to our room, and then we'll pick you up at uh, whatever time. And then whoever I was going to ride back to Memphis with, whoever I was going to ride back to Memphis with would take me back to Channel 5 I get my car or whatever. I mean, I don't remember the exact but I'm sure it was something along those lines.
1: That's awesome. That's it. It, it. Because we, it was just like, it was a shock to us, you know, cause we were huge fans at the time. And it was like, and we said, Hey, downtown Bruno like that to you. And you said hi to us, but we left you alone. Cause you was reading. We didn't want, <laughs> we didn't want to bother you. And I remember that so clearly. And I mean, the, I, after learning how the business worked and that big ass Getting ready to get in the car for four. What was it? Four hours from Memphis? Uh, No, Nashville. No, three hours. Oh, three hours from Memphis. So you you was getting ready to do that. Had some free time to do that. Here's a Bruno story. And if you, I've told this before. And Bruno, you got to remember this. But one of the first times, the how we actually met and talked. Uh, behind the scenes was a promotion of West Memphis, Arkansas. And I would come and cover the show and you, me and you would talk. And uh, how'd you like that? You know, you'd ask me different things and I would do the same with you. Well, you was, you was going to go to WrestleMania that weekend and you asked me, you said, is there anything I can get you? And I, I mean, I want to tell you, I was bullshitting big time. I thought you was bullshitting about, is there anything I can get you? And I said, I said, Bruno, I said, i tell you what, get me a T-shirt. And do you remember that you came back the next week and you had me a T-shirt? I don't remember, but I mean, I'm I'm (laughs) sure
3: sure I did. Yeah, I'm
1: glad I did.
3: You know, I'm glad, you
1: know. (laughs) It's just, to me, it just tells you what kind of person you are. You know, we had. Uh, well, we became friends over the years. And, you know, if I offer you a shirt, the only the reason I wouldn't have brought it, if they
3: wouldn't give me one or something, I'd have said, hey, man, I tried, but they
1: wouldn't. Right, right. But, I mean, it was so, it was, it was, uh it was funny. And then it made me feel like I was just like, well, that is one hell of a guy there. I really, I didn't okay. expect it. And it was awesome. So, I want to thank you for it again. Well, sure. Uh, oh, well, then, hey, then let's segue. Speaking of
3: T-shirts, all oh. the viewers and listeners, this shirt I'm wearing here, please <laughs> go to prowrestlingtees.com. There you go. There you go. Bruno, and uh, I get a percentage of each one of them. I don't get the whole thing. Uh, they do, and it, they did a great job. They have this one, and they also have one that says, I'm a downtown Bruno guy. Either one. But, man, I'd appreciate anybody that would, uh, you know, Go on and get one. It makes me feel good. Every time I go to a convention or something, somebody's wearing one and I sign one or whatever. It makes me feel good. And, uh, you know, I'm not hurting for money or nothing like that. I'm not just trying to go fund me.
2: <laughs> I just, <laughs> just uh, did.
1: Hey, you got to sell your gimmicks, man. What the hell are uh, there?
3: And, and I appreciate just,
1: it. If you so buy Pro one. ProWrestlingTees.com.
3: And another thing, let me plug. I don't have any social media. Zero. So, if anybody is Twittering or something that says they're me, it ain't me. I'll tell you that. But I will say this, and, and you know this fella, a good friend of mine, and I think of yours too, uh, Dangerous Dan Matthews. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love Dan. Love Dan. Yeah. Great guy. He's done moved up to Northeast Tennessee up in uh, Kingsport, Bristol area now, where you he were. He's training, days. got his own promote everything. Yeah. Just doing yes. so well. Yes. Yeah. And, and I want you to uh, give him this link too once you have it so he can put it on his, his uh, the Facebook page. Here's what it is. His Facebook page for himself, for his, not for him and his family, I'm saying for wrestling, is right. called Net, Pro, Net Pro Studios. But he's also got a page on Facebook that he runs for me called Downtown Bruno Bookings and Appearances. Any appearance or booking I do or a podcast like this, he will publicize it on that site.
1: Right on. I'll reach out to him. Yeah. Dan Dan was uh gosh, I you know, he was a jack of all trades. And you knew that here's something about him. If he applies himself on anything, you know, yeah. Bruno, I could work. I could work from now for the next 3 weeks trying to figure out some math or something and not and I never would learn math. I don't know about Dan, he might be able to do it because he, if he applies himself on anything, Damn. he's real successful, has been with the same company for years and his shoot what we call a shoot job. Uh right. and it just uh, super, super nice. There's a good question. This just came out of left field. Downtown Bruno, have you ever had to have you ever had to get a shoot job since you joined wrestling? No,
3: nope, I got the wrestling business when I was 14. I'll be 58 next month. No. Now let me say this. I do a lot of uh, stuff here for my hometown. Right, right. Uh, Walls, Mississippi, uh, because I wanted to. Okay. Not because I had to. I've always had a job in the wrestling business, always. It's for 44 years now.
1: Wow. Was, you know, it's just, you know, a lot of the guys, uh, you know, uh, own in Memphis. When it, when it went down, started going down, and not that I didn't enjoy it. I'm just saying the the Corey Macklin days, the power pro days, we had a lot of those guys. They just came in the TV, but they had shoot jobs. Uh, you yeah, know, because so, it, got to, yeah, it
3: got to the point where, uh, unfortunately, territories were no longer viable, and since we're going to keep this on a positive, happy level, I will not get into explaining some of the people that really caused... A lot of the downfall of the Memphis territory, which hurts me because I've seen opportunities for it to continue. But you know what? Let's keep this positive. I hate that, and and there were. You know, I'll say this on a positive note: there were some really, really good guys. On top. oh yeah, Alan Steele, who was a very good friend of mine, was is it, great. He should be making a living in the business. You know, and back in the territory days, he would have. You know. Alan Steele was uh was, and I'm sure still is, if he's gets in the ring, very talented and, and, a, and a great guy. He's just one of them, you know, and, uh, and old Corey Macklin, you know, I hate that he died so young and so tragically. Um I'm going to tell you about Corey
1: because we're talking about power pro and what. all right. All right. I want to hear this one. So what's your, you know, yeah. and I know you, you're a lot like me. You, you, you say the truth. You're not going to hold back. So tell me oh, about yeah. and it's not And I'm not putting him down in any way,
3: especially since he's passed away. We right, were right. good friends. He was at my wedding when I got married. Oh, wow. wow. No longer married. But, you know, we I've been to his home. He's been to mine. Here's the thing. When cell phones came out, that's what killed Corey Macklin. And I'm not being funny because it's not funny. The man died. Okay. True story. Anytime I would call Corey, or if he would call me, he'd be like, Hey, Bruno, how you doing? Hey, man, hold on a second. Hey, hey, Johnny, what are you doing? Hey, uh, hold on a second. Somebody's beeping me. You're back with beepers. Boop, boop. Oh, I gotta call this guy. Uh, hey, Bruno, okay, I'm sorry, I'm back. Hold on a second. Yes, ma'am, bacon cheeseburger. Uh, uh, no, oh is, wow, uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Hey, Johnny, wait, I'm talking to Bruno on the other line. Hold on. Hey, Bruno. Yeah. And he got killed in a car wreck, and I believe it was on Interstate 55 in Mississippi. Well yeah, it
1: was, yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, I wasn't there. I haven't read the police report, whatever. If I had to guess, that's what happened.
1: Oh and wow. That's yeah. not
3: putting him down. I'm not saying that. he was a drunk. He was probably on drugs. None of that. <laughs> right, you know right, I mean? right. Yeah. He was like, blah, 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 blah. like right now, if if you were doing the thing with him, he'd be Hold on, I was just saying, Brian, hey, Jose, how you doing? I'm on the phone with Brian. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? He was just always busy, 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 but you couldn't even hardly have a conversation with him because it was always, I know he had two cell phones because I, I know that for a fact. And then plus, like I said, the beeper, because remember there was beepers back then too, the pagers, whatever you want to call it. So I really believe that's, that's my Corey thing. I love Corey. Right, right, great... Yeah, I am. Uh... Do you know that I'm the one that got him his first job in the wrestling business?
1: Guys, if you have any heat with Corey Macklin, after all these years, you can play downtown Bruno. There you go, right there. It,
3: true story. Well, what it was, if you remember, Lance Russell jumped ship to WCW. Overnight. Right, he went,
1: yep, yep, yep.
3: And Dave Brown, for some reason that Saturday, was not going to be there you know, already pre-planned. I don't know if he was on vacation or sick, or I don't remember. But Lawler had called me up that night. He said, you know how to get a hold of that Corey Macklin fellow? Because Corey filled in here and there, like for Dave or Lance, if they didn't uh, couldn't be there for whatever reason. And uh, I said, I I don't know. I have his phone number or nothing Uh uh, again i say this but you know there was no cell phones back then he, right 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 uh, so uh i knew he worked the night shift at wlok downtown memphis radio station and this is like nine o'clock on a friday night we were going to be without a commentator saturday morning <laughs> damn it would end up being like me probably or you know me and Lawler. who knows i don't remember if i was a heel then or baby. i can't remember but um Anyway, I I remember there was a guy named Zeke Rivers who used to help us out, put up the ring and sell programs and stuff.
1: I I remember Zeke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I picked up Zeke and
3: we went down to the WLOK. And this ain't being racial, it's just being truthful. Two white guys, like 930 at night, banging on the side of WLOK in, you know, predominantly African-American part of
1: Memphis. Yep, (laughs) yep. So and it was, it was, it yeah, it was one of the, uh, it was one of the urban stations back then. Right. And it was, it was popular too. But Corey finally, because I didn't have, there was no phone number to call him or if there was, you know, he was on the on the
3: air. He finally came out to see who the hell was banging on the, on the window, or the door or whatever. And I told him, you know, what they wanted. And he goes, oh man, yeah. What time should I be there? The whole bit. So long story short, me going to get him, is what got him into uh ended up like
1: you said, if anybody there's any heat there. <laughs> is there any heat that right there, downtown Bruno? You can email him to no, do what I, was told. <laughs> I didn't run nothing. Right. Outside. You yeah, I want to <laughs> ask you that. I, I there's that's another good question. I thought about <laughs> I thought about all the stuff that you did. Uh being a jester at one time, you did all kinds of stuff. As a manager. That was kind of, you know, Jimmy Hart did everything. So Jimmy Hart had put that, had put that where he sold everything all the time. Well, Hayman was a little different where Heyman, Heyman would want to wait for the last minute before he sold anything. Like he wanted you to, he wanted to get away from you time after time after time. And then boom you, Heyman got the got it, you know, and I was there one night when Lawler broke Heyman's jaw. So he did get it every once in a while, but what, what was you just because you just loved it. You did anything they asked you to do. You were a manager. You was, you put the ring up, you, you uh name it, you would do it. You wanted to be part of the rest of the business. Was that it? Yeah. I mean, well,
3: I was making my living in the, in the, Most profitable and most enjoyable way I possibly could. I didn't want to be digging ditches, and every time something would happen I didn't like. Which, even to this day, like when I go to those conventions, sometimes it's tedious. You sit there for hours and hours and hours. I always remind myself, you could be digging ditches. You could. Right, right, right. (laughs) But that's the thing. Every time I get pissed off about something or aggravated, I, I you could be digging ditches. This is me talking to myself. You could be digging ditches. You know. And I tell us see, other these young guys, too, that's bullshit. They want me to stay and do this and that. I said, you could be digging ditches, you know. And I'll tell you who taught me that because I was bitching about something one day. I never forget it. I was in the not even no argument, the greatest, most important arena in the world, Madison Square Garden. Oh wow. I've wrestled there. I've managed there. I've refereed there. I've Been interviewed there. I mean, I've done everything you could do in that arena. And I was bitching about something. And Taz said, hey, Bruno, you're in Madison Square Garden. You could be digging ditches.
1: (laughs) I never got that. Man, that slapped slapped you in the face, didn't it? It slapped you in the face thinking, what the hell? I'm right here. Yeah.
3: And there's a lot of, I mean, over the years, several things stuck with me, you know, that I'll never forget. That's one of them. Sometimes it's like a little thing, but some things just stick with you. And that stuck with me. You could be digging ditches. I'll never you forget know, that's
1: You know, I, I didn't ever make a living in the business, but I always feel fortunate, especially people like you, uh, Jeff Jarrett, People and Lawler I haven't talked to him in I don't know how long, but but it's the actually being able to talk to y'all as real people is the best way to put it. But but y'all, and I've said this before on podcasts, when I was growing up and I was watching it, me hanging out with y'all was like, okay, so you watch Gilligan's Island every afternoon. And then you start hanging out with Gilligan and Skipper. That's the way right. I felt when I first started hanging out with y'all or even meeting y'all and being able to talk to you like this. It's like, man, I'm talking, you know, they know me on my first name basis. They know where I live. If they were in town. We'd go out to eat kind of stuff like right, that. Right. And it just still amazes me. St- things like that. I You talk to- I used to live in, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you were born and raised in Steele, Missouri? That's right. That's right.
3: Yeah. Okay. Is a good one about that. All right, <laughs> Me, I'll never forget it. Me, Buddy Wayne, Mr. Coffee, and Lawler were sitting in a dressing room in some town. I remember what town it was. And uh, Lawler says, "You know, Buddy Wayne, for the people that don't know, used to promote towns for for Memphis wrestling." And uh, Lawler says uh, to Buddy Wayne, "Well, where are you gonna, where are you uh, gonna, you know, open up another town for us? You got a new town coming up at time soon." And Buddy Wayne says. I think I'm going to go to Steele, Missouri. And Mr. Coffee says you may as well. You
1: done stole everything else. (laughs) (laughs) And for people that don't know, Mr. Coffee and Miss Coffee were. A big big part of behind the scenes and just uh Mr. Coffee was a hard worker. Miss Coffee too. She she was sitting at the gimmicks table every every time and, and selling pictures for everybody. A big part of Memphis Wrestling that a lot of people they probably see Mr. Coffee on television if you watch the old tapes, but uh uh Miss Coffee was, you know, behind the scenes, but a big part of it. I mean if it wasn't yeah. for her. The fabs wouldn't have sold all those pictures, you know, made all that money there. Right. Uh because she she took what was it, fifteen percent or ten percent? She didn't take much for every picture that was sold. Yeah, it was uh, something like that because, you know, even though I wasn't in the league of the
3: fabs or whatever selling pictures, I still sold <laughs> some. You know, and they, you know, I, yeah, he'd give me an
1: envelope every week. Well, I hate to admit this, but I at one time I did own a uh, gimmick picture of downtown Bruno, and it only cost me a dollar. But there you go.
3: Yeah, back then, you know, that's how it was. But yeah, was, yeah, the coffee were they were in charge of the souvenirs and gimmicks, and uh, he would uh, sometimes
1: sell tickets. You know, or what
3: you know, he did a lot of
1: different things. Anything, whatever you wanted Mr. Coffee to do, he was there to do it. And it's it's a shame. He he died a tragic
3: death. And they say it was suicide. I don't know who committed suicide at 80 something years old. I mean,
1: some, but we're going to keep this positive. No sense. I want to tell you, here's something really, I'm just sitting here thinking about. Here's something that, see, I was the stooge for Dave Meltzer. Okay. And Lawler knew I was a stooge. He would feed me stuff that he wanted Meltzer to know, blah, blah, blah. I know how it worked. Uh, but I got a lot of information, not from the coffees, but someone that knew the coffees because they would tell her, then she would tell me. And I got so much information from the gimmicks table. (laughs) Uh, and no one ever knew it. No one was like, you know they didn't know I knew her and things like that, so I got inside information about that. We talked all about Memphis, and I'm I'm gonna let you go here in a minute, but but I want to I- talk I want to talk about one guy that you managed, and, and we talked about him on the phone the other night because for some reason on Facebook almost every wrestling uh, little thing that I saw had downtown Bruno getting choked by Eagante, uh Giant Gonzalez, and. and How much, uh, what was your job with him? I know, you know, in in what the TV was, but did, was you one of his, uh, what we like to call handlers? You, you handled him? Wow. Tell me about that. Tell me. Well, he was severely diabetic, severe. Oh,
3: I didn't know that. Yeah. Severe. That's what killed him. He had lost one of his legs or up to the knee or something. Oh, wow. Uh, before he died. Um, wonderful wonderful person he died penniless i used to send him like sports illustrated or whatever magazine with money between the pages because the the banks failed in venezuela or, uh Ar- i mean i'm sorry argentina where he lived where he ended up the money there was worthless you could use it for toilet paper uh, the only thing that was worthwhile was american money i would send
1: him money I mean, not a fortune. Cause I'm not right, it. right, right. But yeah, yeah, that because yeah. y'all, were re- y'all become really good friends, right? Very close, very, very close.
3: And uh, uh yeah, I used to. He would call me up like at four in the morning. Bruno, I'm sorry I wake you up, but uh, no more room service. I got to have some food now. If I don't, I don't know what I'm shaking. I'm shaking. I have to get up. So I got where I wouldn't even drink beer on the road. No, I have to get up and maybe at four in the morning. I'll get him. A- find a 24-hour diner or something, depending on where he was at, you know.
1: Um, He was in really bad shape. Um, Yeah, I mean, this is one of the simple questions, but, you know, they have all these stories about how much Andre drank or what. What was the meal with this guy? I mean, this guy was one of the biggest – I told you I met him and shook his hand, and then I wouldn't put it over to none of my friends. I told him he wasn't that big. But he definitely was the biggest human. You know, Billy Gunn's pretty big. I don't know if you know that, but that's. It, oh, fan. yeah, Billy. I know Billy Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's but Giant really Gonzalez was a His hand just overlapped mine and just. Oh, a I, super, know. just I went to a, What uh, did he eat? I mean, it was more than you and I could eat. Oh,
3: man. It, but it wasn't ridiculous. Okay. Was five hamburgers. You know what I mean? Which, yeah, a yeah. Lot. But I mean, it wasn't like. I'm going to sit and say, oh, 25 ever. No, nothing like that. You know what I mean? It wasn't so much he ate at one sitting. It was the the, uh, duration. Not duration. What the hell's the word? You know, how many times during the day? Let me put
1: it. Right, right. He'd eat multiple times.
3: Multiple. Yeah. I was thinking about the, the, yeah, intervals, basically. Yeah. But, uh, no, he was
1: a great, great guy. What about the he, beds? I, I, this is just so weird. But what about beds, bathrooms? How did y'all accommodate that uh, guy that well, size? Mean, he, he would just. We'd have to rent. Well, I don't know about the bed. I mean,
3: he would just get a king size bed. You know, he. You know, right, sorts. right, right. I didn't room with him. I had my own room. But uh, we always had to rent Cadillacs. Not because he wanted to be in a Cadillac. Uh,
1: right, right. Because <laughs> he had to. And you told me something. I really. Uh, I, I, was fascinated because the story I always was told was that he came over here to play for the Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks and uh-huh. he couldn't, he, yeah, he couldn't play because he wasn't good enough. And you told me, no, 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 Brian, that's wrong. He didn't play because he couldn't walk. His knees were really bad and he that's couldn't play I because his knee. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And hey, let me tell you, I was down in Florence, Alabama, about two months ago for a, a convention signing can you believe this might be the dumbest thing anybody ever said to me this guy walked up to me and says let me ask you a question about john gonzalez i said yeah sure he goes how did he wrestle with walking on them stilts i swear to god if you think i'm lying ask rodney grimes he's the one brought me down he was sitting next to me i couldn't believe this guy was that
1: i didn't even have the i didn't know what to say i was flabbergasted and Robbie, Robbie, I think it was a suit. Let me. I'm not going. I'm going to say that guy was probably dumb, uh, dumb as a bag of hair. Let me just say that. But it was. I think it had something to do with the suit. People thought that he had some kind of gimmick uh, because of the suit. And uh, but I just is what he. I was fascinated with him because I. Uh, Bruno, I always, as a wrestling fan, I liked it all. I I mean, some people like the work rate. Somebody uh, like the skinny guys or the built guys. Uh, I always like the you know uh, the small managers like you Jimmy Hart Jim Cornette I love watching them get their ass whipped but I like the fat guys the Phil Hickersons the the rough and tough guys the guys that that wrestle but I also love the giants the midgets the you name it I was just you know I loved it all I love still do I love everything when it comes to wrestling you you hit the nail on the head
3: that's what a lot of people have to stop and realize hey like when you watch WWE. If you don't like what's happening right now, just stay tuned. It's something different's coming on in the next segment. Something different's You know, it can't be the same thing. That's what, okay, that AWA, Vern Ghani's Minnesota wrestling. Right. If it failed, I'll tell you why it failed. Vern was into the athletes, the NCAA guys. The yep, yep. Oh, rough and tumble, uh, you know, know how to do this. Who gives a shit? Who cares? You know what I mean? Come on. It's about.
1: He would yeah, he would give his disbelief. tag te- he would give his tag teams like the the Rockers and the Midnight Express came through there and so he would give them some time. Doug Summers and who was Doug's Randy Rose? Was that Doug Summers? He no Playboy Buddy Rose. Buddy Rose, Buddy Rose. He would give them some time, but they were never going to be in the main event. They because they were they weren't athletes, they were, I guess the best way, they were workers. To him, you wasn't an athlete, you wasn't a wrestler, you wouldn't go be put, and that's true. And that's one of the things with Hogan. People don't understand is that they he said, "I don't have to have this guy, I don't have to have Hulk oh, Hogan." Uh, that and, him, right? Yes, yeah, I know. Hogan, yeah, I mean, Bob Winkle was a
3: great guy and a tremendous talent, and oh, a lot of money. awesome, awesome Hogan. Hogan is like Elvis Presley and the Beatles together. And I'll say this, and I've said this to everyone, and, you know, everybody knows my, one of my two best friends in the world is uh, Dwayne Johnson, okay? And Dwayne will tell you this. Nobody has came even close to the duration, the longevity of drawing money and making people around him rich as Hulk Hogan. End of story. He's like Elvis Presley and the Beatles. Nobody is in second place. Hogan is so far up there. It's and people talk about this Mount Rushmore bullshit. You can't do it. There's too many people that are too good and drew too much money.
1: But as far as I'm concerned, just put up a statue of Hulk Hogan. I have. He, that's what yeah. I have. A I enjoy the product today, but I hate the idea when someone says that's the best match I've ever seen, and I'm like, have you? Have you watched wrestling? All right. Did you just start watching wrestling? Because there's been so much. There's a lot of people don't understand his. Bruno, I'm going to tell you what. We're going to wrap it up right here. Next time, we're going to hopefully get boss on, and y'all are going to talk about more managing there in Memphis territories. If not, we'll bring you back on. We'll try to do this at least once a month. And Because and, me and you, we like to st- bullshit, and it, it makes it really easy to do when you got the cam going. And me being able to ask stuff I've always wanted to ask, you know? Well, I appreciate it. I enjoyed
3: the hell out of it. And uh, uh, after we get off the air and after you get all this situated or whatever, send me a text or call me on my personal line and let me know that I'll record it properly and
1: whatnot. All right. I'll let you yeah. know. God. No, I was say, I let want to let me know when it's going to be. Oh, I will. I will. I I'll something. give you all the details. I'll let you know. Guys, you know, this same bat time, same bat channel on the best little wrestling podcast in the business. Be there and as everyone knows I love my mama. Well, it's like mama says it be <laughs> that way sometimes.
0: Memphis wrestling is live. Join us for our next free watch party at Dave and Buster's next Saturday, October 7th, watch WWE Fastlane. It's free at Dave and Buster's in Memphis. Sunday, October 8th, the Memphis Wrestling Halloween Spectacular is going to be bigger than ever. Gangrel, Cool, Crazy Steve, and Kevin Thorne. Reserve your seat early or else. Save $5 with the code HALLOWEEN at checkout. Sunday, October 29th, AEW superstar Prince Nana is coming to Memphis Wrestling. Sunday, November 19th, Impact Wrestling stars Josh Alexander and Eric Young are coming to Memphis Wrestling. All tickets are on sale now. Get yours right now at MemphisWrestling.tv.
1: Are you ready, Wiener, Arkansas? That's right, wrestling at the Rice Festival downtown wiener arkansas for a free event october the 14th at 12 30 the meet and greet starts you can come out and meet the stars of pro wrestling wrestling will start at 1 p.m and go all the way to 3 p.m they have a showcase scramble match special tag team match battle rule and tons of other fun stuff come out and see Logan Maverick, C.J. Adams, D.J. Hall, Curtis Dawn, Deadly Dell, Big Phil, K. Toomer, Craig Stone, The Scallywags, Fully Gifted Athletes, William Blackwell and Grayson Beckett, Brother Bruce, Draven Morrow, and many more. Stop right there. Just sign. The main event will be main event Bradley against Sleazy-E for the Unified Arkansas Wrestling Championship in a street fight. That's right, a street fight. Main event Bradley against Sleazy-E with special ref, Downtown Bruno. That's right, special ref, Downtown Bruno. That's Wiener, Arkansas, October the 14th, free wrestling at the Rice Festival. Be there! Cart, subject to change. This episode is also brought to you by Bear. Eat better, live better. These guys are the best meal prep company in Northeast Arkansas. So get 15% off with our code STSPODCLUB at BEAR870.com. That's 15% off. Use our code STSPODCLUB at BEAR870.com. Trust BEAR for your meal prep needs in Northeast Arkansas. Eat better. Live better. BEAR.
2: the big time oh yeah cup of coffee in the big time arizonabaycoffee.com go to that website and buy a big bag of morning shiznit this pod.club, the link of all links oh yeah cup of coffee in the big time Oh yeah STS Pod Not Club It's a wrestling podcast Oh yeah brother
1: You want the best. You got the best. The best little wrestling podcast in the business. All episodes on www.stspod.club. Did you enjoy that episode? Cash app us at dollar sign B-T-S-T-S. If you've never downloaded the Cash App app, Download it today. You'll get a free, that's right, a free $5 for using the code dollar sign B-T-S-T-S. That's dollar sign B-T-S-T-S. Another great episode of Shooting the Shiznit. Thank you for listening, and thank you to all our sponsors. A big shout out to Bob McGee at Pro Wrestling's Between the Sheets. Remember, you can reach us on Twitter at CommentBookmarkBT, Instagram at BT Shooting the Shiznit. That's right, Shooting the Shiznit without a G. Facebook shoot the Shiznit and Facebook Cool Kids Wrestling and MMA Talk. If we don't like you in that group, first you have to ask to get in. If we don't like you, we'll kick you out. All the episodes are at one place, and that's www.stspod.club. Podcast Roll Call. Who's Right Podcast. Homeboys Podcast. E3 Radio. My buddies, Richard Josh. My world with Conrad Thompson and my friend Jeff Derr. Lance's favorite include Nickology, Rock Solid, Playlist Wars, I'm the Bad Podcast. Hey guys, remember keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars.